1: It's 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today, we are joined by N.J. Weedman. Let's bring everybody on. Hey, N.J. Weedman. Hey, Tom. Hey. Hey, Miggy.
2: Yep. How's it going? Good, good, good man.
3: Good. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. I I, uh, I remember you all the way from, like, 2010, when I first started getting into activism, and, and I found Miggy
4: on... MySpace was I Tom from MySpace? Yeah, that's it. You're back in the day of the MySpace days, but yeah, man. We man back when the union that, that's where I remember you, brother. Like, that's where I was introduced to you in that documentary where you had when you said that shop in um California.
2: Oh, yeah, yep, yep, yep.
4: And then uh, well, uh, okay, bro.
2: Well, that was that was kind of a late introduction. If you guys are meeting me in 2010 and in that time frame, you know, I was very active in 1998. You
4: know? yeah. 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 Well, and I found out more like, like, you you know, Jack. You, you were, you were, uh, uh, friends with, with Jack Herrera and, uh, yeah. I don't, you know, uh, went, from, uh, went to
2: his, went to his furno and everything.
4: Yeah. Well, we have a mutual friend, Joy Graves.
2: Yes, yes.
4: And uh, that's that's where I got my, because I helped her out in her court. And uh, I found the uh, the picture of uh, the prosecutor that was prosecuting Joy Graves for, for cannabis. Uh, he was a missionary standing in front of a goddamn Bob Marley picture in, in Africa going like this, making a little smoking, you know, oh, like wow. it was cool. She fucking got that printed on a shirt and wore it to court. <laughs> Uh,
2: that's great that's great
4: yeah man so you've been around forever dude oh little dudes
3: Uh, (laughs) well you know dad starts talking in another room and then they're like oh man he must be smoking something really good you know (laughs) that's the thing if the podcast if i wasn't like chilling in my own place you know, knowing nobody's around, that would really be strange. It right now just sounds like I'm talking to myself. Of course, they can yeah. also hear you. But if they have the earbuds in, you can't, you know. Right.
4: Oh. I think you
2: i I'm, I'm, I'm here.
4: There you I'm- go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm surprised your little guys aren't used to you Always being in conversation because you've been around for so long I imagine you're always, especially now in New Jersey Legalizing it You know, you haven't gotten your deserved Kudos, I think, for the most part From the state, from the uh, uh, the Industry out there you know, uh, should, No,
2: no, no I, I do From the people Not okay. from the, the cannonbagger types You know, but from, from Activists, from the everyday People I mean I serve 300 people a day. You know? They're mm. coming, they're coming uh, because we've been. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, seriously, I mean, (laughs) with that, we got to put together the right team because if it's 300 people a day, that would be 300 people coming in and the average ticket on that would be what? 150, 200 bucks? You know, that that adds up to some cash. And so these types of licenses that are coming, the conditional licenses, uh, the certified minority licenses, the micro licenses, it has to be a very optimistic, I mean, how do you feel from your decades of activism where you're sitting right now?
2: Well, I'll tell you. I've been 100% in support of legalization. How I really openly became an activist is because I got busted. I got busted with 40 pounds of weed in 1997. Um, So I instantly came out fighting and swinging. Um, And as I watched legalization come across the country in different places, the thing that got me was all these big corporations were sweeping in and the people, the little guys who had been providing marijuana to their states and their citizens for years were being left to the side. And I just decided that that's not going to happen here in New Jersey. I'm going to do as much as I can. So about five years ago, anybody who's really paying attention to me uh, noticed that I stopped even talking really about legalization because I feel like legalization is here. It's coming. There's no way to stop it. Um, but I started arguing for inclusion and for everyone to be involved and help hell with these big candlebagger corporations that that you know or create these big Walmarts of weed and the little guy who's been selling weed to you to the people in his neighborhood for years would be excluded. So that's pretty much what I started doing and I know here in New Jersey I've changed the I've changed the narrative because, you know, I'm I'm kinda like the Robin Hood of reefer here you know I know I call myself the NJ Weedman but I have massive support from the people here yeah I, I totally don't even hide it that I don't care what the state presented they can't convict me um, theres out of 12 people, they'll never get 12 people to convict me, as long as I keep it weed. Mm. Now, now, prior to Donald Trump in 2016 saying that he could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue, which is basically his home area, and people didn't believe him, and yeah. get away with it, and get away with it, um, we all know he probably could now. But prior to him saying that... I came to Trenton, New Jersey in 2015, and I started selling weed on State Street. And I said that they can't get 12. New Jersey can't get 12. And here we are, six years later, they didn't get 12. Uh, They've tried it a couple times. At this point, they don't even try it no more. If you Google dispensaries in New Jersey, there's 13, and then there's weed, man. And
4: I come up higher into Google Analytics than several of them. Um, yeah. You know? Uh, you're on mute, Tom. I, I, <laughs> Tom, you're on I, mute. <laughs> I'm sorry. It it's all right. It, yeah, it's Tom. A, Tom now, <laughs> what, actually. No, it's It's all right. It's all right. I
3: appreciate the Tom, you're on mute. But I'm like, <laughs> damn, man, that's an awesome story. And then not only that, like, aren't you guys already in a location that's zoned for cannabis?
2: <clears throat> well... I'm in what they call an administrative zone, because I'm across the street from City Hall. <laughs> um, Trent, came, right? Trent, New Jersey, the state capital. And Trent. you have to you have to remember my backstory. Remember, in 2006, I was so frustrated with New Jersey. I went to California following this, the 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 gold the green rush there. Mm-hmm. I opened a place on Hollywood Boulevard. I was doing good. TMZ covered me several times. If you Google me on TMZ, you'll see I was on TMZ. I got in a couple movies. I was right smack dab on Hollywood Boulevard. I was doing my thing. I was doing great. And then a person in New Jersey uh, flew out to California, bought a bunch of weed from me, flew back to New Jersey and got busted with it and started a case in New Jersey. And... The New Jersey officials, specifically a prosecutor named Michael Luciano from Burlington County, he contacted the U.S. attorney's office in in, uh, Los Angeles and told them that I was supplying people in New Jersey with marijuana across state lines, blah, 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 blah. And that U.S. attorney right now, I can't remember her name, but she basically contacted a DEA agent named Patrick Kelly. And Patrick Kelly Destroyed me. Destroyed my whole life in California and told me why he was doing it. He said that he did it because he wasn't even arresting me and prosecuting me under federal law. He was not even doing that. His goal and ideal was to destroy me, to stop my business, and to get, like, send me packing out of Los Angeles. And they did. I came to New Jersey, and I looked at it as as General MacArthur-type. You know, mm, yeah. I I you know, I I came, you- I came back to New Jersey, oh. I planted myself across the street from City Hall in the state capitol, and started doing my thing and basically enacting my revenge. And at this point I'm the last man standing.
4: You know? Yeah, you're safer there. You're safer in Jersey. Like, like it's great that you made that, but to, to hear that they, that a government entity, had the ability to fuck with you, your personal life, because like you're, like you said, living pretty large in California. That's the American dream: get lots yeah. of money, pay your bills, don't get messed with, and and, and live good. Right, you're sure. paying. You know, having vacations or whatever, you know, doing your best life. And that's so wrong that they could do that to you over just over who you were over this goddamn plant, man, Uh, because you've been voiceful.
2: I was thinking at the time when I was in California in 2010 that I had my e-Hollywood story. I wrote a book. Oh, man. I was sending. I was I was trying to meet uh, uh, different agents and I, I was I was focused on being this Pothead from New Jersey who came to California, and I was trying to do my thing and get. You know, I wanted to get on the big screen. I wanted to be next to Cheech and Chong. You know, yeah. I wanted wanted to hang out with Snoop Dogg and videos. You know, that's what I was trying to do, and (laughs) and and I had some limited success. And then, and I was on my way, and then, like I said, a state official in New Jersey reached out to California and destroyed my destroyed me. So.
4: Did you ever
3: get the why? Just because fuck you, that's why. Was that his whole the- thesis behind it? He just hates cannabis.
2: Well, I I, I wound up catching a court case in New Jersey and home on vacation too. So I think I think it was more of a you know his way. You know, I was I was making a mockery of the system. I was flying back and forth from New Jersey to California. I had a weed charge in New Jersey, and I was. You know, anybody who followed me was watching what I was doing in California online. I was doing things on video. I was laughing at the state of New Jersey, and I was saying, nah. can't, "You can't get 12." I said, "Get yeah. 12." I said, "I said yes." I had got caught with a pound of weed in New Jersey, and a pound of weed in New Jersey is like a couple cartons of cigarettes. And it's smarter to buy weed in bulk. And ladies and gentlemen of the jury, your mother, your sister, your brother, your cousin smokes marijuana. If you don't think they should be in prison for selling for smoking marijuana, you shouldn't put guys like me in prison for selling marijuana. Mm-hmm, right. Um after you after you say not guilty and acquit me, come smoke some weed with me. Right. Like like that's that's my approach to 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 a jury. I'm openly advocating jury nullification. I yeah, don't hide you I don't know
3: You've been right, doing right. it like since I came online when I uh, met Miggy back in MySpace days and you had already been there for 12 years. And um that was awesome that you've been doing that. And then I had no idea that you had just set up shop in Trenton across the street from the the, the state capital or like you know city hall you said but still it's the state capital. And right. then you just kind of watch the world burn down and now uh, hopefully they are going to get you a license but you have to apply and so like
2: <laughs> when i hear something what's that for the last two years i was saying i wasn't gonna apply f though hmm,
3: right
2: guess, guess what they're all begging me to apply now
4: yeah, <laughs> I Maybe mean, TV, yeah.
2: Po- politicians are talking. I've I, I've read quotes right from different politicians in papers, like in the media. Not even just talking on the side, and they're saying that their goal social justice is to make sure guys like weedman are legal nice. You know I, I've seen that quote more than once um nobody's bothering me I am welcome and- <laughs> it's such
3: a good brand <laughs> name for a dispensary where are you go I am gonna go down to the weedman's uh, yes. uh, but uh, that's that's great and then you don't have to be the only owner you know you have some some IP that's quite valuable and the persona like that's that's an intransible skill. I mean, nobody else yeah, is right. going to be you. You know, that's uh, so you could be part of a team that gets awarded a license.
2: Well, I've been I've been invited to be a co- part of a couple of teams, but I do want to have my own. I've always been self employed, and I just don't like the idea that someone else is going to be the real owner and then I can be the paper owner or I could be like behind the scenes. Like, no, no, it's mine. I mean, right. look, I, I, it's no secret that I'm kind of a narcissist. You see my image, my face. Yeah. I I I openly advocate for me. Right. You know what I mean. So, yeah. uh, and and anybody who comes along with me is, you know, like I'm right. advocating for legalization for me. Right. But, but I'm also advocating for legalization for everyone who's in the same class of people as I am. So I'm dragging people with me, but. Things like a couple years ago in New Jersey, when they were talking about a uh, state bill, SB 2703, as soon as I read it, they were, everyone was called a legalization bill. And I instantly came out against it. Hmm. After I said it was not a legalization bill. It was a corporatization bill. Banning, it was banning uh, felons. And within that group of felons were people who got caught selling marijuana, like me. Yeah. I said, wait a minute. So, guys like me have been violating the pot prohibition for decades. We've been providing marijuana to the people of New Jersey. When these cannon corporations come in and they estimate how much money they can make, they estimate that there are 800,000 people in the state of New Jersey who use marijuana. Well, who are they buying their marijuana from now? They're buying their marijuana from, from people like me. Who... Develop that 800,000-person uh, uh, customer market. customer base. Guys like me. Right. And then and then these politicians and these corporations are weaseling us out and trying to deliberately, openly, they're calling us the black market. They say that they are going to get rid of the black market, the bad guys, and replace us with the good guys. Screw you. I'm selling weird like I'm white. I have a hashtag sell weed like I'm white and and that's not being racist. But for the last three years, I've had a hashtag sell weed like you're white and it's really about the corporations that they're going to try to set up. And I'm basically saying, come on, I'm selling weed too. Yeah. Get 12 to convict me. If not, you better include me or you have to deal with me. And I've encouraged other people. So even though, Wherever you're at in the country, mm. you know, you know there's this guy in New Jersey named Weedman Man who's openly saying, Fuck you, and selling weed openly. There's dozens of them doing it now, also here in New Jersey. And oh, cool. and the funny part is nobody's getting busted. I've become the consultant for the black market, where all these black marketeers are like, How you do it? How you actually just do it, man. Just yeah. do it. You know, and, sure, I, and right. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm giving them some insight and some insight. And like right now where I'm sitting at, I can look out my window and I can see the city. I'm on the 12th floor and I can see the city and I can see two places right now who are selling weed. I can't even see my place. My place is around the other side of a building, but I can see looking this way and looking this way. I can see the buildings where two other people are doing exactly what I'm doing. They've never made the newspaper. They don't want to, but they have lines outside their building too, Damn. every day, every day. So the black market here in New Jersey is thriving, and is thriving, uh, because of our politicians are failing, and I think a lot has to do with with uh, me openly selling. Why these places aren't getting busted too?
4: Oh yeah, hundred percent. You know that yeah. you are. You're, you're you're a symbol, dude. You're 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 the, uh, you know. If and I and I know, like in the end, you'll eventually get this license because you're going to help shape the market, man. You your your stance is helping shape the industry and saying, look, this is what we need yeah. before I put my name on some paper and, and, and be part of this regulatory bullshit because that's all this comes down to. It comes down to it's part yeah. of the
3: legalization of the market. If you're going to have a legalized market, it's going to be regulated. I mean, the regulations yeah. are. Crazy, like if you wanted to lend money, and you know you just can't be lending money. You're going to have to eventually become a bank, and there's a crapload of regulations you're going to comply with. But
2: I, I get that. Yeah. I get that. I get regulations. But what it is is they're excluding the, the existing market. They're excluding right. guys who are providing yeah. net. that's what they were trying to do. The arguments that the state was trying to present two and three years ago has drastically changed. Three years ago. I totally couldn't have done nothing. I was a felon, and nothing. I was openly engaged in the black market, which they were openly saying they were going to try to
3: destroy. Legacy me. market. Yeah. Do you have yes. the legacy to license hashtag as well? Or yes. Just, uh...
2: No, there are. Yes, I, I use that word legacy market sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like well, I see,
3: the license is a like they're doing that more out east, and mm-hmm. so like one of the issues though is uh, your micro license is still going to be expensive, millions to build yes. that sucker out, and be limited, and uh, they're 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 going to very be limited. Well, hopefully they're unlimited, and they just can get as many of those micros as are out there, and then you know they're going to cost five million bucks to get up and running and and going, but. Um, You know, you have to kind of raise money when you're talking about building a business that big. Most people just don't have that, you know.
2: Listen, that's a myth. You can start. Let me just let me just explain what happened to me in California. What happened to me in California? I got there pretty broke. Uh, Somebody gave me their apartment, let me use their apartment. I slept in the living room and I grew weed in the bedroom. I grew two or three crops. At some point, eight months later, I had 20,000 bucks. I rented a place on Hollywood Boulevard. I basically spent 10 grand to get this place. I spent 7,500 bucks on weed and 2,500 bucks on furniture. That 7,500 bucks was about eight pounds, or I mean eight, eight different quarter pounds. And really fast, I went from zero to 100 patients a day. At the time, it was a medical patient. Mm. Was that a
3: licensed thing that you could do?
4: No, but who cares? There was no infrastructure like that, though. Well, that's like, the thing. Like, the regulators
2: are going to
3: come in, and they're going to want their cut. And so that's why they're always, you know, so— uh, if,
2: if everybody laid down and took that, that's what happens. But if everybody stands up and does not take that, they write the laws for us.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah, but I, they just want you to pay it. your taxes I and, like, do it in a certain way. You know, that's the thing. Like, you know, if this is going to be something you're going to put in your body, they're going to want you to grow it and treat it like it's food.
2: Okay, but for the last thousand years, people have been buying weed, smoking weed, and, and none of it's been tested. None of it's been regulated. This is a, a false narrative that the cannabis types, the big money types, want. I could care less about testing. I buy weed all the time. I was, in, I was in Miami yesterday, and I had plenty of weed. But some kid was selling weed, I asked him to look at it, I looked at it, I twisted up, smoked it, and walked away from it. I could care less about that testing and ninety percent of people out there could care less. Sure, these new age people who are now reading about cannabis, it's not marijuana no more, it's cannabis. These cannabis people. Yeah. Oh, what's the test of that? What's the THC level? Oh, you you know.
4: But that's the thing, though, that's, for, for, when we say the word regulation, we think about all this other bullshit, but the regulation itself should be just the testing. Like if we're going to have this like regulated grown up cannabis, because Tom's talking about yeah. extra taxes and I, I understand where you're coming from. Uh, uh, we man, you're like, look, you started from nothing with a seed and build your ass up to now you got a restaurant, right? Cafe going on out there and then you're, you're, you're yeah. moving somewhere else.
2: If I brag, I, I can't I can't brag. If I told the truth about what's going on with me publicly right now, people would think I'm bragging. Mm. I, have, I have every right to brag. Right. Um, three years ago today, just think about it. Three years ago today, I was sitting in a jail cell like this. In fact, hold it. Let me show you something. Mm. All
4: right,
3: well, he's doing that. Let's hit a 420 everywhere so I can uh, <laughs> take a quick puff. It's 20 past the hour.
4: I
2: was wearing this,
4: is this.
2: Hey. Ah. Three years ago today It has not been washed by the way It kind of still smells But <laughs> three years ago I was laying in a bunk In jail Wearing that And when I got out I basically was mad at the world Like F you And I openly just started selling weed Now I'm jet setting back and forth to Miami I got off a plane this morning In Miami I'm here in Trenton Nice I just spent I'm not going to say that number but I basically bought a club in the art district cool. Miami and I'm not broke, not even near broke I'm doing very well like I said I do 300 people a day here anytime I feel like it I can play middleman on 100 pounds or 200 pounds of weed, anything I want to do right now There are dozens of people in California and Oregon and everywhere who love to do business with me. So just, I'm, but, doing, I'm doing gonna very be, well, but are you going to take a license? I, I, oh shoot, I forgot.
3: Uh ah. oh, you <laughs> couldn't hear us. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. But can you? But how are you? Are you going to get a license? Are you going to take the licensing route and so you know charge well, money, collect the taxes, all that stuff?
2: I'm beginning to lean that way because now it's being offered to me. Before I was excluded from all that. Hmm. Now I'm being offered that. They, oh, where I was going a few minutes ago, with 2703, they definitely had a felon ban in there. Mm-hmm. The next version of it, they took it out. And I was told by a state politician that they put it took it out specifically because of me. Because they everybody said, how could you have legalization in New Jersey that doesn't include New Jersey weed ban? This guy's been a big mouth of legalization for 20 years. And right, you're yeah. saying he's been doing all this? and he can't get in because he has a felon? Mm. So that that was removed. All this micro license conversation, I'm sure it was going to happen. I'm not saying that I caused it, but I'm sure I pushed the needle. Even when they're saying things like uh, uh, they're going to give a micro license out and they're saying that they're going to set aside, which I don't even like set aside I'd rather have an even playing field than a set-aside. But uh, they're going to set aside ten percent of the micro licenses, right? Mm-hmm. For for the uh, socially disadvantaged. Mm. Now, first of all, at ten the ten percent of what number is what well, I'm always questioning. So, you know, ten. So, if it's ten, that means it's only one. If it's <laughs> if it's a thousand, then there's a hundred. This state has four hundred and fifty something municipalities in it. You know, people talk about the three, four big cities here, but there's 400 and something municipalities and every single one of them can opt to have dispensaries in their town.
3: Oh, the to best them. part is they have to opt out. And so yeah. like they switched mm. the defaults on you in New Jersey. New Jersey yes. did the defaults nice where it's like, <laughs> it's coming unless you say no, that's nice. how you do it, people. Yeah.
2: Right. Right. I, I think that was neat. And, and, yeah. I, and, and I'm enjoying watching all these towns. That initially said no, right? Mm-hmm. There's like 60 of them. At least six or seven of them now have rescinded that no because oh, wow. their, their people were like, "No, what, huh? And I'll tell you what, it's going to get worse. When certain towns are making millions by having four or five dispensaries paying taxes and the next town over refused to do it and then they put on the property tax for some $2 million dollar bathroom for, you know, in in a, in a school and they want to put a bond up for $2 million. Right, yeah, yeah. Those people are going to go, you wouldn't need to be asking the property owners for taxes from us had you just allowed the we guys to come in town and they would have paid for it. You know, like that's, seriously, yes, that's, that's what's going to happen to a lot of these little towns that are, that are opting out.
4: That yeah. People- no. They're going to see the apocalypse didn't happen in those towns that legalized it. Like, like you know, you've so been to gonna Seattle be Fest. They're going to be yeah. getting that sales tax revenue, those uh,
3: those communities, because that's yeah. that's really why, I mean, the, the tax aspect of it is great. So the regulated market, It's uh, well, not the regulated, the legacy market's just been there. Now, if the only thing, the, the policy yeah. objective should be make sure the product's pure and make sure the taxes are collective. Right. And policy objectives, you know, right. like you know, that's pretty much it. And so, um, the the ways that they're doing that is being invented as we're going. And so, like, if they, I mean, like, because we still don't have the federal policy, federal policy is coming. Uh, and and if it's one of those, but because that's what's like Schumer's talking about. Well, how do we include these small people like that? Uh, and so, one of the things that I'm floating is trying to flush the. Whatever that is, Illinois' clogged uh, cannabis licensing system. And I kind of see it in Jersey a little bit as well, because they have these tiers uh, in it. So, like, you know, there's 35% are supposed to be these conditional licenses, 10 to 25% are micros, 15% to minority owned, 15% to, to female owned businesses. But then you're going to have way too many people applying for these licenses, and you're going to have all these people at the top. They're all going to freaking fight. That's what happened last time they did the medical round. They're still fighting. They haven't released anything. Lawsuits. Lawsuits. So how do you solve it? So I'm proposing this tiered lottery system that would, like, provide 50% of the licenses that go to social equity applicants, depending on how you've defined them. And so, like, if you could then require it through that and you have a lottery, so you start holding it for the social equity at first, so they have a chance to win all the way throughout. And then you open it up to the general population after you've handed out, like, 50% of them, you know?
2: Can I say something without being offensive? Sure. That sounds nice.
3: <laughs>
2: what are you going to do about the guys who, for lack of a better word, they're criminals and they don't follow any of these rules anyway? Right. All right? I'm a nice guy. I can read. I can write. But I've been a criminal for a long time. I happen to have my parents. are very nice people. I am the opposite of them. Okay? I can And... I would never follow those rules. If I once I got excluded, who cares? I'm already—it's already—it was illegal. So when you get when you get this lottery system, if you don't get the lottery or you can't put the paperwork together to get into that, and a lot of these guys can't. I've been in—I've been in prison with brilliant people who couldn't do nothing
4: else. Yeah,
2: they can't do nothing. I don't know why, but they couldn't figure out why. But they're very good criminals, and yes, they ended up in prison. But that's just the price of being being criminals sometimes. Occasionally you have to pay tax. And tax is you lost your freedom for a little while. And that's right. how people think about it. But I know a couple guys who are millionaires and do stupid shit and get locked up. And Wait. and they hide all their money at their mom's house, at their sister's house. They don't put none of it in a the bank. They don't know how to put together a corporation to apply for nothing. Can they buy a car? Can they buy the Best selection of sneakers ever? Hell yeah. <laughs> Could they put together an application to mm. apply, apply to that? No. They don't even want to talk to a lawyer. They know nothing about corporate lawyers because except criminal lawyers and public defenders. That's all they know. Yeah,
3: you know, I have no idea about those guys. Like, I know one of them, and I'll talk to them, and I'll be like, Zoom! No idea what you said, man.
2: Right. Paper. And, but... They exist, and they are the guys that are selling lots of weed. They're the guys that will put together a tractor trailer and go to California and bring back a half a ton of marijuana. Yeah. Those are guys I used to work for at one point. <laughs> I did it myself. You know, I, listen, you Google me, you'll find out that I was living on Indian School uh, Avenue in Phoenix, Arizona in, in 1991. It was because I was dealing with Mexican guys that had a lot of shit. And, you know, I just bring it back... Went back to
4: New Jersey. Well, on that level of, of criminality, it's always about trust, right? And, and what what Tom's talking, I think, too, about like the regulation and how it, it's it's superseding into, and, and also to your point, Ed about uh, the licenses and, and and what is that number of equity? You know, like what percentage? You know, what is that ca- large cap number? Tom said it before, and it's really uh, uh, the way the only way you can get rid of the dr- traditional market, and it is to unlimited licenses, unlimited licenses for Include. all those years. Yeah, there's Include. only. Way to have, yeah, perfect inclusion. Let the market take care of itself. That's how you fucking have fairness. Yeah. You either suck as a business person, or you're good as a business person. You're either a shitty grower, or you're a good grower. Yeah. And people will buy shitty weed. Like if, if you just regulate the testing, so I want to know like there's no pesticides in my shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. That would be the entry market, right? And like, you just audit
3: their books
4: yeah. so that you can say, hey, you didn't pay your taxes. But unlimited licenses is the only way to have true fairness in all this game. And yeah. then that would create that 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 killing of the traditional market. Like you say, Tom, like the regulation is going to happen. like right. uh, well, and it, like capitalization
3: yeah. is going to happen, right? So like you can put together enough scratch to open up a bar. Can you put together enough scratch to open up a franchise of bars? No, that's like an order of magnitude difference, you know? Like you're going to have to have one concept that has worked for you before that you could then start replicating out and out and out. So it, there's just – it's going to be an interesting industry, but it's overregulated, man. Like the people hate this plant. I don't understand why. Like people think this plant's poison.
4: Forty-seven percent in Washington. What's going to be in uh, New Jersey? Say that again. It's a forty-seven percent tax here in Washington State. Uh, what's it going to be in Jersey?
2: Uh, I. It's nowhere near that high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a there'd be a revolution here, <laughs> right? Dude,
3: it's such um, a crime. They would just leave the dispensary um, and go right back to Weedmans and be like, "Did you see those prices?" Yes, yeah, I yes. know, right?
2: Yeah, no, but um, you you gotta thrive in black market in Washington State too.
4: But yeah, the but the one in, in Washington State yeah, yeah. always goes out of state. Like there is some places that I would hit up and stay. But there are some of this stuff the shelf stuff that's like the beauty of the Washington State market when it was. I don't know if you've ever been out here when it was medical, man. Like like when I first got into my first medical, you walk into your dispensary and you're like, I don't have to buy a fucking quarter pound to be stuck with it for a month. I just buy a gram and find the one I like and then work my. I, mean, I love weed that much where I want to try every single one of them. Kind of like women. But like you can't, you
2: know what I mean? Though? Listen, hey, watch it! Watch it! Now we're in a Me Too era now. What did
4: you say? what <laughs> I'm married
3: Let's not get the channel canceled. I think we need. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Hey, 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 hey. I
1: this
2: is disavow bad. Hey, but but you know what? Listen, you asked me if I ever been to Washington State. Come on, man.
4: <laughs> okay, I mean I know, I know. I mean, like, you yeah. actually you were part of the uh cause the reason the reason why I brought up joined graves earlier, cause you were actually with Jack Herrera uh during the uh, uh what's the church in uh on the east side of Washington that uh, uh Joy belongs to? Because uh, you were you're one of the founding members, right? Oh, yes. You were part of yes. her early
2: Yes. The uh Oh my goodness, she just made me have a brain
4: cramp. <laughs> Sorry, man. I mean, uh, I mean you've done a lot, dude. You, so enough, you're just right? you've been in so it's many. It's
2: something Cannabis Ministries. I'm having a brain cramp. Um,
1: is
4: it Osaka? United, still-
2: United United Cannabis Ministries. Okay. The UCM. Yes. Yes. In 2006, I got invited to this camp out in the woods. And listen, from my perspective, listen, all right, I'm a piehead. This is kind of funny to me. I go out in the woods in the area of California, the, the, the edge of uh, Humboldt County. And I'm up in the hills with all these white guys. <laughs> Some of them had beards, long hair, you know, like, oh, man, I've had that movie. You remember that movie when we were kids, the movie where they were hunting people? I remember Deliverance. I re- deliverance. I
4: remember
2: deliverance. like, oh, my God, I'm up here in the hills with these deliverance guys. <laughs> but you know what? Yeah. Yeah. From my perspective, I remember having that nervous thought. But then all them people, were for- they turned out to be great people. I liked them all. I've had off and on little different relationships with this one or that one uh, over the years. Um Feel bad. What happened to Eddie? Lepp Right. Unbelievable. What happened to Les Crane? Dan Quintus You know.
4: he Damn, talks, dude. What's yeah. You know. I met. Wow.
2: I, I. I met all of them. It was like it was a, a I meeting. didn't
4: know Dan was part of that shit too. Oh yeah. yeah. Dan.
2: Dan was there. Um. Chris. uh, uh Um. 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 From Hawaii.
4: Oh, Richie. Um, Christy. Christy, yeah. Yes, Chris Christie was
2: there. I, I can't remember all the names right now. If I looked at the picture and and, and, the, and the young ladies who were there, was the goddess? Uh, oh my god, the Ganja man. Goddess. Um, yes, the Ganja Goddess was there.
4: Oh man, we, what? But a, yeah. a, a, a lot of old heads though. You've been around for so long, dude. Like early conversation, pre High Times, when it was probably like in paper still. Like it looked like a newspaper. I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like-
2: no, you know what? As a kid, I was a High Times reader. I was—I read High Times all through the '80s. I remember in the army, I got in trouble for having a High, high Times magazine
4: but.
2: On, on base. Yes, I didn't—I mean, it didn't turn in nothing crazy. Just you know, it was—I don't know if you've been in the military. They kept it a company grade issue. Mm. They made—they made me go pee in a cup, all that. Oh, Luckily, geez. I was clean, so I didn't have—it it was nothing. It was just like you know, this is banned material. Get it out of here.
4: How long um, were you in the army?
2: I was in the army just short of four years.
4: I was in eight for ten. So
2: yeah, that's I, 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 well, hey, <laughs> off Congratulations on your service. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, my my four years probably would have been twenty years if it, things had gone my way. I don't know. Dude. I got I got into a pissing contest with a lieutenant colonel. Hmm. And, oh shit! And, and I don't know.
4: <laughs> it doesn't work out when you're like an E one, dude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> when I left I was the E1 I was yeah, the e- yeah. I an was, I was E4 when the argument started
4: <laughs> oh shit yeah <laughs> but yeah but
2: I got is- I got an honorable discharge but I got banned for re-enlistment so I mean, at that time they wouldn't call it a QRA QR yeah. or something so hey it's time to go I, think win. I left you know <laughs> you
4: still get the VA
1: benefits.
2: <laughs> oh yeah I go I, shoot you see me online you see me online I, hey I'm at the VA I love the VA I was never part of that crowd that screamed and cried about the VA Oh yeah, man,
3: but so like the VA is basically like Canada, uh, Canada healthcare, right? So like veterans can go to the VA and access healthcare services. Yeah, do you have any idea how fucking expensive healthcare is?
2: Oh, I do, but you know what? Again, I did those couple of years in the military, and that gives me access to the VA. I was just online today talking to this this gang guy, this guy who talks and mentors uh, kids, and I constantly say, dude. Recommend they go in the army yeah. before they catch charges. Recommend they mm. get charges that he said that he does, but so many of them have this whole idea that going in the military is going to make you know, a right.
4: machine man and,
2: and, but, and turn you into a robot. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're going know, brainwash you and you're going to this, that, and the other. And I'm like, no, dude, it'll straighten you up and it'll make you see the world a little bit. Uh, it gets some of the bullshit out of you yeah. in a in a structured area where where it can help you. There'll be older dudes that help you, you Seriously, know. Dude, like it, it yeah. does. I tell I tell those type of kids all the time, and it, a couple of them have over the years. I've met a couple kids that I talked them into going into the military. And yeah. like I said, I was telling this guy just this morning. I was riding on the train. That's what we were having a discussion about.
4: That's so wild, though. Like the the wee man saying the military, right? Like. Yep no you, we should edit this later when we have like memorial day or something like <laughs> celebrating
3: activists veterans you know happy memorial day yeah yeah hey,
2: hey I'll, I'll do a commercial right now <laughs> what the I,
4: I, honestly the, the navy got my shit together it gave me the skills where i'm at and on a, it, 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 it's kind of funny right like when i before i even joined the military i had long hair i smoked a lot of weed and i wanted to be a big beat, beatnik poet but you know what uh Girls don't like guys who have no money. And, you know, sure. that's rule. I mean, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, girls, guys, whatever the, your, your preference is out there. You, people want somebody that's going to contribute to mm-hmm. a, a relationship, right? right? I'm older now. I've learned a lot of shit. I was super dumb and young. Now I'm just old and dumb, kind of old and dumb. Yeah, you're making progress. Right? And, 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 and the military is definitely the one that shaped my shit together. Uh, I went in because I needed a job. I needed a job. I needed skills. Getting high on the beach and doing construction was not it. You know, that was not uh, a skill set. And, uh, uh, you know, after it gave me focus, uh, uh, it, it gives you, you know, uh, uh, discipline. And I think that's great that you, you encourage it, too, because I do. My kids might be going in. I'm actually encouraging them, too. But I say go into Navy or the Air Force, try not to be a bullet catcher, um, if you can. You yes, know, we... I hear you. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Uh...
2: You know, but, but there's plenty of skills. There's, skill, there's plenty of skills the military does offer. Um, you know, I Socially, I may not have been as happy as some of the things our government has done with our military. You know, setting them certain places and things like that. But, generally, I think the whole military experience, you know, the guy learning that discipline and all that is good. And very a very few a lot of people don't realize how big the military is, and how like there there are a hundred bases around the country, around the world, you know. And hundred, yes, everybody doesn't end up in Baghdad. Yeah, in fact, the relatively a relatively small number ended
4: up in Baghdad. And then let's talk about the ability to because when I get joined, I, 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 I didn't drink before I joined. You know, the, the, the military is what turned me into an asshole. Like, like, as far as like the drinking goes, because I didn't drink because I come from an alcoholic family. Uh, I joined the military. uh, Take up drinking because it's the only thing I do. Or I see the cats doing coke coke shit on the weekend. Aren't you like literally prescribed? And by that, I mean like prohibit, like
3: excluded from the the military if you're uh, an open and notorious weed
4: smoker. Exactly. Like that's what do do they say? You 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 fight for freedom, but you have no rights. You know because
2: because they. It's all considered a CDS. So, if you got busted for a CDS charge, you cannot join any branch of the military. It'd take an act of Congress or a congressman to do it to get in with with a drug charge. You can get in with other charges, but a drug charge is like you committed murder. You might get in with a murder charge. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> well, that's well an ex- you- that was an exaggeration, but other charge other charges if you bounce the check if you are a check writer a fraud guy or whatever you can get a waiver you can they can they can fix that you've been rehabilitated da, 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 da. but a druggie is what they call you if you have a CDS and they will not let you in
4: that depends on like also. That's who- why I never served. <laughs>
2: well, it's one of the reasons why.
4: Yeah, but it also depends on what they're when they're hurting, right? Like, like because I, I I came in on, on a waiver for for uh, a marijuana uh, arrest, and uh, <laughs> I actually went in on a waiver, got busted again within the six months, and then I went to go talk to the recruiter, and I was like, man, I got arrested again. He's like, look, we already got you one waiver, And that's already one act of God. Uh, uh, just don't tell anybody on Truth Day. <laughs> all right (laughs) and it worked out I like how it it starts
3: with a lie (laughs) by the end you're doing push-ups and but then you learn (laughs) authority control and how to function as a team the military it's for you unless you like weed (laughs) pretty much yeah
1: and thank you so much for joining us today uh where can we go to find and follow what you guys got going on well,
2: I alluded to it earlier. What I, what I actually have going on now is I've opened a, a weed lounge in Miami. I think Miami's the next hot spot for weed. I mean, 10, 12 years ago, I hauled ass and went to, went to California and got into the, went to Los Angeles because I just knew that this was a hot spot. Legalization was coming and all that. And um, Miami, Florida. Um, same way, nice. when the Wynwood section of Miami is an art district. Just walking around there a few months ago, just you know, I smelled weed constantly. There are, club, there are clubs there. There are people having pop ups there. The police are not really busting people for weed there, and I don't know. I just felt like this is a hot spot, and like I said, I've been, I've been. Making pretty good money the last couple of years since they're not busting me, and uh, I, uh, you know, instead of investing in one of these big cannabis corporations, hey, I opened up a weed club that would cater to the cannabis consuming community. See, there's an t- instance where I use that cannabis word. Mm. The cannabis consuming mm. you know, so so that's what this is going to be. It's going to be a club, big time Miami club that caters to potheads.
4: Ed, hey, hey, you to tell me you make money when they don't take it away from you?
2: You know, it, it, you know. Several times I got close to becoming a millionaire, and then I got busted.
3: It's like we're keeping track or something. I hate this. Yeah. Look, look, hint,
2: hint. They haven't busted me this time. Ah. Uh. <laughs> awesome, and then you have an Instagram. I don't know if I should have said that. <laughs> well, just talk, just, yeah, it's
3: okay. You're going to invest it all in compliance. Yes, and, I, know, the compliance sure costs are going to be ridiculous on that license. Um,
2: <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just a lounge at this point. It's good. You know, legalization hasn't come there. It's just a lounge. They had medical there, so I'm just creating a place where these medical people can come smoke. You know, um, nice. build it and they will come i've learned that yeah. a few. i've learned that a few times create it and they'll come uh i just right, gotta
3: teach you how to work in a corporation then because then like you'll have your stuff and then you'll be able to have it all over the place and do less work and just make more money
2: hey yeah. this america man that's the name what we of, do it's the that's name what of the game yes yeah. we yeah, yeah, right. gotta gotta make gotta make money man i you know i I get agitated sometimes when these activist types that I consider myself activist. I've always was an activist, right? Yeah. But I also come from a family of both entrepreneurs. Both my parents were have own self-business and things like that. I can't name the last time I had a job. I think I was on parole 12 <laughs> years ago. Like, oh I, I, I always worked for myself. And it seems like some people think that an activist has to be broke. Most of us are. And I've been there. I don't know what just happened. I lost everybody. Oh, there it was. Just pop back up.
3: Here All you. right. Oh, the man's uh, found you. The man's yeah. found you.
2: <laughs> but, but becoming becoming a cannabis capitalist is not a bad thing. I don't think I think especially working your way up from the ground and through the system. Um I, I, I'm offended and I constantly talk crap about these corporations that come and seem to like to skip in front of everybody the politicians write the laws for them mm. and like what like people have been screaming for legalization in New Jersey for 20 years openly right yeah. and, then, and then these corporations in the last five years really ramped it up showed up paid our politicians to get certain bills and things written for them to come in and set up what they call the cannabis industry, like just mm-hmm. Chris, like, yeah. Chris, like Christopher Columbus showed up and said, you know, it's
1: the same <laughs> thing. It's yeah,
2: it it's is. the it's the Columbusization of marijuana too. Yeah, you know, like whoa like all these people been here selling weed smoking weed every single urban community i've ever been in has never had a shortage of weed you know it may not be the best but there's always weed in every single urban community yeah. and i and i've been all over the all over the country and and i grew up in the suburbs my suburban town would run out of weed but I knew I could just go to Camden or go to here. Go yeah, there, You've there got a theme.
3: license more growers. That's yes. what you need. All yes. the, you should have unlimited grow licenses and people can learn that thing. at real yeah, though.
2: That would be, yes. easy, you know, what it is. If they had unlimited grow licenses, there would be certain people who would grow a lot. Yeah. Most, pe- most people would tinker with it in their backyard a couple of times and give it up. They tried. That's right. It. I mean,
3: it's like growing tomatoes. Again, this year. Last year, we had so many fucking tomatoes. Yeah. You
2: know? yeah, yeah, exactly. But 100%. I don't know. I, Thank- I, I personally think that here in New Jersey, there's going to be a lot a lot of people are going to stand up and not not back down to the whole corporate model that they're presenting. I really think that the black market here in New Jersey is going to excel like other black markets have not. Mm. Right? I think there's going to be and and I will I will give credit to Phil Murphy for that, because I think Phil Murphy really does want to bring some social justice to legalization here in New Jersey. At first, I thought he was blowing smoke, but I do. I, I'm starting to really believe that he is trying. And um, I think his I think his eyes are open. Um, to some of the things that that, that are happening, the CRC board—I don't know if you know the particulars of how they're doing it in New Jersey—they're creating this cannabis regulatory board that would be writing all these rules and regulations. That I used to say, ah, you know, no, no, I'm like, right?
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. when can we expect the rules and regulations? I would like to get the paper, the paperwork, in order.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Well, these rules and regulations are. Probably gonna, they said July, it's
3: not gonna happen. No, no, I, I, I was penciling yeah. August 22nd at the earliest. No, and then here's it, the other they, thing: is they, there they, an election in New Jersey this year?
2: There's a limited elections, yes. Yeah. It's not
3: it's not the state, though. Is the governor yes. going for ele- uh-huh? You think anything's gonna get done in Trenton?
2: The governor's not up for election this year, but that's not it's it's this this argument about money. I don't really think it's the politics of this. Yes, yeah, more more Republicans are opposed to this legalization, but you know they're getting steamrolled. It doesn't matter. It's going to happen anyway. Yeah. So now, so now it's the money issue, yep. and the, and the big money wants the rules written one way, and the little guys and the social justice people want the rules written another way. Mm. It's it's going to come down to who, which side happens. I think the social justice side is going to win. Yeah, here in New Jersey, because of Phil Murphy, I believe that there's going to be some, a lot more inclusion here in New Jersey than has happened anywhere else in the country. That's why. And, and hoping for it. Well, that's one, yeah.
3: one of the reasons why you need to have that stacked lottery like that, because, man, they file lawsuits like you will not believe those uh, those corporation types. They have what right. they call the money. Yes. And they don't mind
4: paying lawyers to use it. Right. But it all depends on how the rules and regulations start building. Right. So if the, 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 yep. the, the, the strong these guys can keep standing up. No one's gonna be doing it as long as nobody's going to jail. And If you can just keep that twelve standing, like, <laughs> yes. fuck me that twelve, like you said, right. because keep you smile. guys will shape the market. Because honestly, it's like I don't know if you remember during medical days, Prop Two Fifteen, and early days of uh, cannabis. It's always about the fucking money, and it's always like, how can you call this medical when people are making money at it? Like, yeah. like fuck you. It's a plant. I takes my effort to to farm, or, or to be the middle guy. Every part there's a person involved that person should be allowed a boat trip and vacations
2: or at least you, sh- you should be allowed to make money in I've never yeah. been one I've never been one that said said that that weed should be free you know tomatoes aren't free yeah. but, you know dandelions aren't free well d- dandelions are probably the only thing free you know <laughs> hey, go pick a weed.
3: nobody wants that
2: yeah. you know right but everything is free I mean people pay for cow manure like, what are you talking about? Yeah, think about what
3: you grow <laughs> weed in. People are like, can I get some of that worm shit, bro? You're like, oh man, yeah. I'm just paying for worm shit, you know?
2: Right. So, so I don't have a problem with with marijuana having a cost. People buying it, selling it. I think there's price gouging, uh, and you know, we that's a whole nother show. If you want to talk about price gouging and all that. Uh, if somebody's overcharging, you should have the option to go to somebody else. Damn right. If somebody wants to barter and trade as opposed to money, like if you grow 10, 15 pounds a year and this guy has a five cows you want, you should be able to sell your 10 pounds of weed to the guy with five cows, yeah. whatever. I don't. It doesn't matter. Like, like, I don't know. Oh, maybe I'm just babbling because it's weed is good.
3: <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> oh, wait. No, uh, we haven't though, played uh, name man. or strain. That's one thing we can do. Uh, well, we don't have it. We don't have yeah, We strain. do. We have, we have uh, Weed Man. Oh, joint? <laughs> joint. And, oh man. And, and, oh, yeah. shit. I think it's all broken up now. Well, no, no. Like, <laughs> but it's just kind of a joke. Like we could look at his joint and try to guess the strain <laughs> that he's
4: smoking.
2: Oh, wait a minute. Here's what it says on the back. Oh, shit. Weed Man
4: went to the store. <laughs> don't stow <Okay>. nice, <laughs> nice dude.
2: But, but I have a pretty good selection anytime I feel like it. Yeah. I don't know if you can see no
4: doubt.
2: Back, back boxes back
4: there. <laughs> oh, shit
1: <laughs> Ed, seriously, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you guys want to check out Ed's lounge, go to thejointofmiami.com and your Instagram is just njweedman at njweedman.
2: Yes, NJ Weedman. And you have to avoid the scammers out there. I have so
1: many people pretending
2: to be me. You have to really look up NJ Weedman and look. Yeah. Not NJ, with instead of an A, it's an O. Hmm. Not, with a, not with a zero, instead. Oh, man, it's unbelievable what they do. To, and they get people. But yes, NJ Weedman on Instagram. I can't keep up with my Instagram now. I've really? lost—I've lost track of Insta. I, you know, when I open my Instagram, it always says ninety-nine, and then when oh, I click—and then when I <laughs> click on it. It's like 599. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can and
3: it, you do us a favor and share this uh, show when it comes out? We'll we'll tweet it. Like uh, Tommy Chong did it for us when we had him I on. Had... Okay, cool. We gotta we want all your people to watch the show and be like, that's it. We just gotta rip off NJ Weedman's name.
2: <laughs> you know, my followers already know that. When they go to yeah, if you go to my Facebook page right now, a couple of days ago, I went on a, a rant about the pretenders, and I'll do it, I'll get a whole bunch of people to help me. Report them right, and then mm. I t- then I take it down. You know, I do it on Instagram too. And Instagram, I, oh my god, I, I I just can't keep up on Instagram. First of all, I'm more of a reader type person. Instagram is a mm. picture is picture based, so.
4: Well, I use apps. I have I use apps, yeah.
2: But I like Facebook because I can write a book when I feel like it. I can go I can go into a rant, you, you know. And <laughs> so Facebook works better for me because I like writing things. Right? I. Mm. And I can listen, I'm a troll too. I, yeah. I show you, up I show up on Trumpster pages and talk shit.
4: You know? <laughs> Did you guys I, see the T Pain? He missed uh he just showed on Instagram that he just learned that there's a request button on yeah. Instagram and he's just showing all the celebrities that hit him up on Instagram. <laughs>
2: No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you teaching uh, me something
4: too? Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look up. You just Google T Pain and Instagram. He just learned the other day that there's a request button, so people can talk to you. And he's all like scrolling through, like, is that Fergie? That who just wanted to talk to him? And then some other other people that were popular. You know, oh, just I got oh, scroll back. Yeah, check check all the request button. I did that with Twitter. Found a bunch of people that were hitting me up. I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> uh, what's up?
1: And thanks again. Um, We'd love to have you back. And thanks for tuning in, everyone. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news. We'll see you on Sunday.